Welcome to the Legendary Leaders Podcast, Making Legendary Leaders, with your host, Katrina Jameson, where we focus on business, leadership, and life. Welcome to another episode of Legendary Leaders. We are now in episode number seven of 11, focusing on the key traits, actually 11 traits, of amazing leaders. And today we are talking about mentorship, right? Mentorship. These are the things that I've talked about all this time. It's so funny that as I've looked through these 11, there's so many commonalities and things that I've already talked about in past episodes that just I, that I consider are critically important, that I consider are fundamentals and necessary traits and actions and beliefs and attitudes that we all have to embody if we're going to move our businesses forward. And then here we are, me finding a list of 11 traits. And of course, like I said previously, I had to analyze it, right? I had to look at it and make sure I agreed with these traits before I, I put my stamp on them and talked about them here on these, in these episodes on this podcast. But as I've gone through it each day before I get on here with you and, and chat through it, I'm realizing the fact that I absolutely believe in these, not because I see them in the leaders around me, but it's because I've seen them in the leaders around me, the leaders that I admire and, and truly believe are absolute, honest, servant leaders that I've talked about them all this time. And so I'm having fun compiling all of them into one little mini series for you so that we can take all these little extras, all these random pieces of thoughts that I've had that are important about leadership or business and put them into this mini series. So it's been fun. I hope that you have been enjoying it. I know that I have. So today, again, we're talking about mentorship. We're going to talk about exactly what mentorship means and looks like if you are an amazing leader. Because if you're an amazing leader, you, you have to have and have had in the past mentors. So I've shared this story many times, but I'm going to share it again. You know, when I, I'm a pharmacist, and so when I got out of pharmacy school, I went to work and quickly became a pharmacy manager and had my own pharmacy for almost two years, okay? And as I was approaching the end of two years, during that time in my second year, I was studying, actually I take that back, in my first year I was studying and I applied to, in my first year I studied to take the LSAT. Let me get this timing right, it's been a few years. I was studying and I took the LSAT so that my, after my second year, in my second year of working as a pharmacist, I could apply to law school. Because the window of time and, and so on and so forth, right? So I graduated from, from pharmacy school, I studied for the LSAT, took it, and then the following fall, right, a year later, I started applying to law schools, okay? Which pushed me into then my second year of being a pharmacist and a pharmacy manager. And I got in, I got into law school. And I ended up turning it down. I turned it down because I, I got the chance to be promoted within the, the corporate environment that I was in, okay? And so it was a tough decision, right? Because heck, I mean, I'd done undergrad, I worked for two years, then I went to pharmacy school, I worked for two years, right? And then I was gonna go to law school. I was going to work as a pharmacist during the day and um, go to law school at night. And I learned all these different things about the company that I was working for and realized, you know, maybe I don't need to go to school. Maybe I can have a successful career 
going and being a business leader. And it was obviously the best decision I ever made because here I am able to impart my business knowledge on you and, and I found my passion, right? It was my pathway. But let me tell you a little bit more about taking that step because that's the point of this story. So when I got promoted, right? I mean, I, I had a house in North Carolina. I had, you know, everything. I had everything that I needed. I had a house with, I wasn't married at the time. So I took the dining room and put a pool table in there, right? So the, you know, I had friends, we'd all come and hang out. And, you know, I had a hot tub in the back and I was living the life. Right? I, I was a brand new pharmacist for a couple of years. I was living the life. And so I took this job, I got promoted, I moved to Georgia. I had to live in an apartment with a mattress on the floor. I used a camp chair for my chair and I used a TV tray, a TV stand for my desk to hold my laptop. My house was on the market because this was during the crash of the economy where all the houses, the housing market was dead, right? I mean, it was 2008. I couldn't, I mean, my house wouldn't sell. And so I, I took this job thinking I am going to have this amazing life and I am going to be able to move forward and I'm going to have the freedom and flexibility. I won't have to work weekends and, you know, I won't have a set schedule to work on the bench. I can work when I want to. And, you know, I told myself all of these things, right? We tell ourselves all of these things whenever we get a new job or a new position or we get what we think, right? We think we're going to get what we want. Well, I was living in, a, in an apartment, very uncomfortable environment, working myself to death. And I worked from 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. I worked week, even later than 11, let me be honest with you, but minimally until 11 p.m. I worked weekends. I didn't have freedom. I didn't have flexibility. I didn't have the good life that I thought I was going to have, that I even had before I got promoted. I didn't have any of that. My life that I had in North Carolina was way better than the life that I had traded to go have in Georgia. And I, I almost gave up. I mean, I almost gave up. I remember thinking, what have I done? I have lost my mind. Here I've given up the idea of going to law school. I've given up at least the, at least the comforts of my own home and a, I could go to work and leave the work at work and I truly had a, a more flexible and free schedule than I ever imagined. What have I done? And four months into this job, which I'm telling you felt like a lifetime. Four months felt like 10 years. Four months into this job, the company went through a restructure and I got a different supervisor. I got to keep my job, but I got a different supervisor. And I will tell you that that is what saved my career. I mean, wholeheartedly, I will tell you that. Because the man that was put in charge of, of being my supervisor, my boss, it was the best thing that happened to me. He was experienced, knowledgeable. He gave me guidance and advice that I truly needed. I had, you know, previously I had someone who had just been promoted and he was trying to figure out his role. And so because he was trying to figure out what to do, he couldn't really teach me what I needed to do. It was just sort of this trial by fire. But the market that I took over was short, nine pharmacists that was barely hanging on. There were like 15 different fires. I was brand new trying to figure out what to prioritize right and so i was just i was working myself to death and whenever the restructure happened and i got my new supervisor that knew what to do that had all of these things had this experience many many years of experience he came in and spent time with me he invested in me and he mentored me now he may have been my supervisor 
you know, telling me how to get the job done. But he went above and beyond that. He spent time in the afternoons. He spent time early in the morning talking to me and educating me and explaining things to me and, and training my mind so that I could create prioritization and understand how to better run the business. And he was my mentor. He was one of the first key mentors that I had in my corporate career. And even after, you know, he was no longer my supervisor, um, we eventually became peers. And then, you know, life changed, but, but we were always at least peers. At some point, he was my supervisor, and then we became peers, and, and so on and so forth as my career grew and, and changed. But I always kept a relationship with him, and I would always reach out to him and ask questions and seek his perspective and get his guidance because he helped me lay my foundation. He got me through, and he helped me understand how to run a business. And I would tell you that even today, right, because I, I learned so very quickly that a mentor was necessary in business. Now, I had mentors throughout my whole life. I had teachers that I talked to and people that I connected with when I was in middle school and high school and college, you know, professors that I would, I would ask questions of. And so it was just natural that I would find a mentor at work. I just didn't know where to find one in that moment. And so I'm so grateful for that restructure and the way that it all happened, right? But the point that I'm, I'm trying to, to make here is that we all have to have mentors. And the best leaders have mentors. Even if you listen to people like Dean Graziosi and Tony Robbins, they have mentors. Every person that is truly a good leader that you have listened to, think about podca other podcasts that you listen to or books that you read or people that you follow because you admire them, you respect them for the way they run their business or the way that they lead people or the way they live their lives. There is someone that has mentored them. And so the challenge that I want to have you think through today is you have to have a mentor. If you're going to be an amazing leader, you have to learn from someone else who's also an amazing leader. Now, that doesn't mean they have to have done every single thing exactly the way you're trying to do it, but they have to have been there, done that. Okay, that's what a good mentor has, is and has done. You can have a mentor, as I've mentioned in a previous episode, that you follow and join group coaching calls or whatever. They don't have to be one-on-one -on -one mentorships, right? Mentors can be someone that you look at and you follow and you join through their membership or you, you do their you know, inner circles or things of that nature. That is a mentor. In today's environment, that's a mentor. But you can also bring on someone and, and have one-on-one -on -one interaction with them. The point is that you are able to get guidance on your business and the questions that you have when you need the guidance. You can look to someone else and say, oh, how do I solve that problem? Where do I go next? Because if, if you have that right now, then you have a mentor and that's what the best leaders do. They have mentors. They're constantly growing and learning and trying to skip ahead in their learning. They're trying to cut that learning curve in half, right? Because they're coachable and they're looking to a mentor to say, how do I not screw this up? And usually the mentor says, oh, well, I did screw that up. So let me tell you how to avoid it because I lived through that pain. I want to save you from that pain. Right? And so we're saying mentor, you can also say coach. Not cheerleader, coach. Because coaches have been there, done that, 
and coaches can tell you how to avoid the pitfalls, just like a mentor, okay? So, as you are seeking out and working with someone, actually, let me ask that a different way. Are you actually doing that? Are you seeking out someone to work with or follow or be in an inner circle with, uh, mastermind, some kind of group, or are you seeking out at least one-on-one coaching? Do you have someone that has been there, done that, so that they can guide you on the next steps in your career or in your business? The best leaders do that. The best leaders find a mentor and or a coach. So that's my challenge for you today. If you don't have a mentor or a coach, go find one. Find someone who's been there, done that. They've made the mistakes. They can, they can speed up your learning curve. They can help you avoid the pitfalls. They can give you the judgment that you need to have for the next iteration of your career or your business without you having to make the same mistakes. Okay? That's your challenge because remember, the best leaders have mentors. Go and be legendary.